it's something in our like humanity that resonates with what music can communicate emotionally and it's one of the strongest like uniting factors i think like that makes me like giddy is the opening scene like you looking out the window of a car while it's raining or is it like what's that <laughs> that's the, that's why it's so hard to choose because that feels more true to me <laughs> if you can stop trying to write what you think people want to hear and just write what you need to hear or write what's inside of you inevitably someone else is going to want to hear that too that's how it works what's up welcome back to burn the ships the podcast for dreamers who want to live more courageously my name is Jordan Nations, and I am stoked for you to hear from my friend today, Mary Michael Brenner. Mary Michael is an incredible musician and storyteller, and she is about to drop her first full-length solo album called Just Hold On. We talked today about the album, how to courageously create things in public without worrying so much about people's opinions, and why cats might just be better than dogs. All of that and more ahead on Burn the Ships. Thank you so much for listening, and if you enjoy this conversation, I hope you'll share it with your friends. We are going big places with Burn the Ships, and we need your help to get there. All right, let's hit it. Hey, welcome <laughs> back to Burn the Ships. I have my friend here today, Mary Michael Brenner. I can't, that is hard for me to say, actually. I know. You're not the only one. And legally, I still haven't changed my name. Really? But yeah, the um, social security offices have been closed. So like your license yeah. still says McCatherine. Yep. It has our, our new address, but it has my old last name. So, Weird. Wow. I know. I know. Would you it's ever a problem? Uh, well, give me your thoughts on people that take the guy, the girl's last name. No. no? <laughs> I mean, unless, unless the guy has like a, I was going to say the, the name change issue is clearly a bigger issue than we thought. Cause Saturday night, Saturday night live did a whole bit on it <clears throat> on their season I, opener. Yeah. I saw that. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you had a name like that, that was just horribly inappropriate. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should take the girl's name, but I don't know. Okay, well, that's a good start. Um, if people want to, you know, DM us their thoughts on that, uh, please do. Uh, <laughs> Mary Michael, I'm super excited to have you. That was the worst opener of all time. Worst I've ever done, for sure. And it wasn't on you, it was on me. And um, now you you and the people listening well, have to... Hey, we're along for the ride. You're along for the ride. Uh, for people that don't know you, they should. And I'm super excited to have you on today. Will you give us just like a short intro on to who is Mary Michael? Yes. Well, I'm happy to be here. I uh, This has seen... Seen? Wow. Talking is so hard. 2020 will do that to you. Yeah. Um, this, I was going to say it has looked like slash it has seemed, but a great podcast, great crew great friends, great laughs, great wisdom, and so forth. And uh, so happy to be here. I'm Mary Michael. I am 26 years old. I am five months into marriage. And um, yeah, heyo. And also like big, mad unemployed, mad unemployed right now. So um, yep, just kind of making music. And uh, usually when I am employed, I am also still making music. So take that how you want to. But um, most of the time, I spend my days like leading worship, hanging out with students, uh, traveling, and making music. So, and you have an album coming out very I soon. I do. Yeah, that is going to make you millions of dollars, so you won't be unemployed well, anymore. I talked know. to God about it. He said millions. <laughs> okay, so okay. you have the direct line. Yes. Okay. Great. Yep. It um it's on the way. It worked out. So it's coming. <laughs> yeah. No, it's your album is coming out um, November the 20th. Yep. 
And yep. by the time this episode comes out, you will have just had a single drop uh, on the 23rd, right? 16th. The original 16th. day was the 23rd. Yeah. Oh, I don't know I have, okay. Do. That's why it's still not. 16th yep. is tomorrow. Yeah. 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 But yeah it'll it be comes out tomorrow. Two weeks ago for the people. Anyway, yeah. you have a single out. out. They need to come check out Spotify, iTunes, all those things. Um, yeah. Full albums coming out. What's the album called? It's called uh, Just Hold On. Just Hold On. Yep. Yep. Single is oh, called Come Too Far, which hopefully people will know by the time this comes out because hopefully they will have heard it. And um, they'll hear it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first venture into not church music. So, okay. Oh, yeah. okay. That's interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. You, you made the jump. Uh huh. Yeah. I just pulled like the, the need full, to breathe. I, I did. I, it's a full <laughs> leap here. Uh, but it was very, it was, uh long anticipated i think so yeah totally i I, there's so many people who is like got their start doing church music all across the board Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. right and transition at some point and i I don't think it's a bad thing at all it's just like the church is actually i think it's pretty good at building up musicians because they need them totally Um, and you can see the influences all over music if you look yeah uh, both in the all folk whatever world and in like the hip-hop world it's everywhere totally yeah so it's cool uh choose a soundtrack if it's if there's a movie about your life okay this is fun there's a movie about your life one album is the soundtrack they just use that album only for the documentary of mary michael what do you choose that honestly is like a very difficult question i'm one of those nerds that like i have a whole folder dedicated to like lists in my phone um of like my favorite albums my favorite artists my whatever movies then like subcategories it's a little ridiculous but um so it's hard to pick just one but the first one that came to my mind is heard it in a past life by maggie rogers okay so Uh, all right all right i can see that yeah is the opening scene like you looking out the window of a car while it's raining or is it like, what's that? <laughs> that's the, that's why it's so hard to choose because that feels more true to me. Okay. Uh, but that's not how I utilize Maggie Rogers music. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, we could go, maybe we could go with 22 million Bonnie Vare if we wanted okay. that, okay. that vibe. So. Okay. Call. Oh, there's a kitten. Oh, there's a kitten. Okay. You, you didn't tell people. You guys have two uh two kittens, two cats. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we do. Um, and it's it's half embarrassing and half um our favorite thing. So <laughs> well, don't be embarrassed by it. Well, I, I grew I up know. with cats. I, I I'll say this right now. This will be the most controversial thing I say all day. One, cats are better than dogs. One thousand percent. Wow. One th- I, that's a hot take. I know it is, and I've said it on Instagram before, and people rail me for it. But dogs, yeah. dogs aren't worth it. They're honestly, that's the thing. Is it's that, like if you, my theory is that if you've had a bad experience with a cat, it was probably a girl because <laughs> girl that's, cats are rude. <laughs> Sometimes human girls are rude, um, yeah. but uh, girl cats are mean. Like it's like a thing. And if you, I don't know. Cats are great because they ha- like if you raise them right, then like they can have like dog like qualities, but they're not loud and they, they don't take smell. No work. They're yeah, they're just there. And you can leave them in that house for two weeks. You don't have to ask someone to come check on them. No, nope. they'll be fine. Well, maybe, but okay, yeah. maybe that was extreme. For, <laughs> it was for the point, you know. Dog, dogs are just a lie. They're a lie. They I, really are. 
And I would like to make the statement that if you, I like dogs, like I grew up with dogs and we're going to get a dog eventually. Um, But I would like to say that if people are like closed off from cats completely, just because it's like, the thing is, it's like, it's like Nickelback. It's cool to hate Nickelback, you know, it's like cool to hate cats. Yeah. And. But Nickelback put out some bangers back in the day. Oh yeah, everyone we was all lying. <laughs> if you like, everyone could sing the words to at least five Nickelback songs. Yes, for sure. But dogs are a lot, and I would like to make the claim that dog people maybe are also a lot. So, wow, this is a know, hot I'm, podcast. I'm not doing a good job uh, building a, a fan base. We here. are hitting it with the zingers right off the bat. Let's let's name this one least popular opinions. <laughs> no, it's gonna this one's gonna be hot takes. <laughs> hot ships. I'll work on yeah. it. We'll workshop the hot, name. Hot ships. <laughs> we'll workshop Burning the chips. name. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. I had a I had a um a feature on here and then we'll actually get into the real stuff here. I had a feature on here that was just like my friends, and literally the best thing I came up with was friendships, was literally all I called it, <laughs> which is about the level of creativity I felt in COVID. Has been yeah. about that. Yeah, I resonate. I thought this was my time to like, I thought I was going to like write seven books or I was going to do all these creative things. And then I was just like, well, that didn't happen. Hey, you still have time. COVID's still here. (laughs) Made a podcast. That's about it. Um, Tell me about the album a little bit. What's the, why do you make this album in the first place? What? Yeah. Tell me about it. So um, I've been writing non-church music since like the beginning like that I actually started writing like my own stuff um (laughs) long before I ever like started leading worship or any of that and um so it's it's kind of always been in me I just didn't think that I like like I knew that I had a natural bend for that but I didn't know if I had what it took to like pursue it I think a lot of that was just like maybe honestly growing up in a not church environment, but like I went to a private Christian school and I, I led worship there. And I don't know, I just, I didn't feel like I was very good at that there. And it made me feel like I just wasn't good at music in general. And um, so anyways, I've been sitting on a lot of singer songwriter type stuff for a while. I went to college um, to do songwriting. I was in uh, the songwriting program at Belmont and that's not for worship stuff but like I was doing the worship stuff all along because I do I feel equally passionate about both I think that um if it weren't for worship and church music and, and all that um personally like I think that my relationship with God would look a lot different on like a really basic level but then also just like musically like that has been a very special space for me um and so nothing against it, no plans on walking away from it. But I I don't know if you've experienced this in things that you've been like maybe afraid to pursue or things that you maybe didn't want to pursue at first and but sometimes somehow they find you like they they you just kind of don't have a choice. I mean, you have a choice, but like I just found myself in a lot of scenarios where it was like I tried I actively tried not to do this and these opportunities are still coming and um you know I had just kind of been I guess like faithful and that sounds like cheesy and stupid but like I I didn't 
you know, all along I'd been writing songs, but I don't write them for any reason other than like, I couldn't help but write them. And so about when the time came for people to say like, Hey, I, you know, some of my friends from Nashville are coming through town on a tour and they're like, Hey, we'd love for you to open for us. And I'm like, great. I have like, I'm ready kind of thing. So I've been doing that for um, probably two and a half years. And with every intention of like putting things down permanently on an, on an album um, and just never getting around to it. It's expensive. I teeter back and forth between still thinking if I have it in me to do it or not and all that. But anyways, that was a very roundabout way of saying that this project was a long time coming. And I think that the care that was taken from like step one until like the finished product, like communicates that. I think it's very, uh, in a way unpolished. It's not unprofessional by any means, but it's unpolished, I think. in um, in a way that maybe is inviting, I hope to the listener, because there's like a, uh, rawness and maybe a little bit more of like an emotional um, feel to it and that's kind of how it was made we uh, we all the whole band and everybody we tracked live in the studio together and instead of just being like hey let's grab the verse and then we'll like patch in whatever we like played the songs start to finish just over and over again so we could be in the moment and feel hmm. parts out and um, and so it comes the the title just hold on comes from a song on the album called uh in the end and that's definitely the most like important song to me i think on the album um but it is uh kind of a nod to like a, i've said if this project were a movie it would be a coming of age movie um because it feels very much like you know i'm 26 all these songs are written over the past 5 years uh and there's been a lot of ups and downs and questions and um so the line that i why i wanted to communicate the the overall heart of the album is in the second verse of the in the end it says it all ends in glory if you just hold on and so that's where the name from the album comes from and that's what i hope people take away from it when did you write that that line if it all ends if it all ends in glory wait what was it again it all ends in glory if you just hold on yeah, I wrote that last summer. Yeah, wait. Yeah, last summer. What what that. brought you to that? That's that's a, I mean that's a powerful line. That's that feels like a thousand words packed into one line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that whole song feels like that to me. I um, the chorus of that song came from um, I think it was the fall of 2016. Nope, the fall of 2015. Yeah. And uh, I, I wrote like a poem, which I don't usually write poems, um, but I wrote this kind of like mantra, I guess. It didn't feel like it was a song, but it, I don't know, it was something. So I just kind of held on to it and I would repeat it to myself like pretty frequently. And it says, um, death is just a shadow. Fear is just a friend. The waiting's not forever. Every season ends. Perfection is a liar. Time is limited. Your dreams are meant for chasing and love wins in the end. Hmm. Um, and so there's a lot in there and um and i guess you probably understand why that would be like something that i would want to like live in and all that and so i uh last summer had the opportunity to play like a bigger show and i was i was wanting to um kind of enlarge my set list a little bit and so i was kind of going through old voice memos and old note pages and i came across that poem from the, at this point five years ago um 
and or four years ago and uh like I think I think I know where this lives now because I had kind of had some musical like chord ideas and um wrote the verses and and so the song in itself is just kind of like talking about how um like life is beautiful and painful and um it's easy to want to hide from things uh and it's easy to want to just turn the pages as quick as we can um but the best way is to show up and to be present and to remember those things that are that are listed in the course you know it's like we can we can hold on when we know all those things Hmm. oh that's so good i there's yeah it's just i think there's some lines that just feel like a lot of life went into (laughs) to that line yeah absolutely you know, the line, put your hands up. That's that no one, there's no life that goes into that, but, but something like that is definitely, uh, you can sure. feel a sure. difference there. Um, man, that's so good. All in the glory. If you just hold on, that's so cool. What, yeah. um, are you, are you scared in any way to release it? <laughs> Does that um, make sense? Yeah. Because of like how personal it is. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think a little bit of it is, and and truly the reason why I'm I'm even able to do any of this, I think, is because I I did finally get to a point in my life where I was like, you know what, I need to do this. If I don't do this now, I'm not sure I ever will, and I will always regret that. So, if like if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it like all the way. I'm gonna do it the best way I know how. I'm gonna put everything I have into this. And the result of that was a product that, you know, for a creative is priceless because for me, it was now that I have this and I gave this and I was ready for it. Um, it almost feels like I could put all of this out and everyone could hate it and bash it. And I would still be so freaking pumped that I did it, that it wouldn't even matter. So there, there's that aspect to it for sure. And like I said, I, I wouldn't have made this album if I didn't feel that way. Um, and I think that this is the first time I've ever felt that way about anything in my life is that it it had to happen. It's like, it was gonna like just burst out of me or something if, if I didn't follow through, but also on the other hand, it's like very exposing. Um, and, you know, it's vulnerable. Um, like, because I wrote these songs like all by myself, like there's no co-writes on any of these and, Cool. Um, so there's not really any question of like, now of you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's like not really any question. There won't be much guessing, I guess, of like what I was going through, what I was feeling. Um, and maybe people who know me better than other people will even be able to pinpoint specific seasons or, or situations in my life that, that some of these thoughts came from, you know? And so that's scary because people can have access to it anytime, anywhere. Um, but even on top of that, it's vulnerable because um, it's not just telling about my life. It's uh, it's something that I made. <laughs> mm. And so like, you know, when you make things, it's like we are not what we make, but it's so hard to differentiate um, when people aren't into whatever it is that you made that it's not that they're not into you. like it's not everybody has the same style and whatever. And that's fine. It doesn't mean that like, it's not personal. 
uh, but opening yourself up to that is, is scary for sure. Yeah. So both you're, I mean, you're, I think this is courageous. This is the podcast about courage. And I think that, yeah, both the, you're sharing your journal with the world. Right. Is, is courageous and, and vulnerable. <laughs> and the fact that you're creating something at all that people may love the words and hate the music. And that's like a true possibility too. I don't think it's going to happen. I told, remember I talked to God million dollars, right, right. but, um, yeah, the, 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 the vulnerability and creativity that goes into something like that. Yeah. Uh, takes a lot of courage and it takes some risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people listening who have their thing, you said earlier that this is your thing that just keep kept coming back to you where you were like, you knew what you had to do eventually. Yeah. Um, and I think some people are that way and other people are like, I have no idea what my dream is. And yeah. That's okay too. But for the people that know and it keeps cropping up and they're just scared to take the risk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you said it, you said it best. You said if, if people hate it, then you'd still be pumped because you made something. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I don't, I'm still learning all of this very much in real time, but I, I do think the caveat with that is, that, you know, this album is not the first thing that I've made, but it is the first thing that I've made that I feel that way about. Hmm. And so what I, I think the difference for me at least was, um, you know, I put out a song two and a half years ago and it was a worship song and it was very poppy and it was not a bad song by any means. The producer crushed it. Um, and all of that but I it wasn't me and I don't know if I knew how to articulate that like at the time because it was kind of my first go around with a lot of that stuff and um and I was just I was young and I thought that's how things went and you just do what's put in front of you and whatever and it all felt exciting and, and all this and like I said it's not bad um it's just not me and so I think the reason I didn't feel how I feel now about that project is that. And so it's like, I, it's, I don't know if that makes any sense. And it's kind of messy to think about like, well, then how do I get there? Like, that's the part that's scary is like finding out who you are and then being that, you know? Um, but it took me not being me to find out who that was, if that makes sense. Hmm. So that's, uh, yeah, there's so much, I mean, there's so much to unpack. That's, that's a lot. Just identity <laughs> is everyone's crisis, right? Everyone's figuring right. out who am I and trying to answer that. And especially creatives, I think are mostly just people who are processing that out in public. Yeah, which is terrifying. <laughs> which is terrifying. But for some reason, that's what we do. Right. Um, you sing songs in public. I write things in public. Other people make videos in public. Other people are building YouTube channels in public. Other people are making TikToks in public and everyone's just trying to figure out mm-hmm. who am I? How, how did you, how did you get from something that you made that you're like, okay, I made something, but it wasn't ex- exactly me too. Now I made an album and this is me. How do you yeah. get from one to the other? That is a great question. And I wish that there was like a, a formula, you know, we could all just like follow it and be fully us and free and making our best stuff. Um, but I think it's just part of the process that you have to, um, I don't regret making that song and whatever. Um, I, 
actually think that if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be doing this. So it's, it's kind of like you can't necessarily anticipate what it's going to take, when you're going to figure it out. You may not even realize that you've figured it out in the moment. You know, it's like, I think that it's just important to, to keep doing what's in front of you. And if two years down the road, you're like, that's not really me. That's okay. Because in, in the moment you thought it was, and you needed to do that. And it's, it's like, it's like dating. Okay. So, uh, Ben Stewart's book, uh, single day engaged married. He talks about how, um, dating is like an evaluation period and, uh, it's total, you just, you're just spending time together. And like when it's, when the evaluation process reaches a place of like no longer evaluating, totally cool. No harm, no foul. You just keep going and keep evaluating. And in a weird way, that's how I have felt with myself when it comes to creativity. You just evaluate. And as long as you feel good about things, you just keep going. And then the minute that you don't, you do something else and then you evaluate, you know? And, um, and I think it's okay to feel the freedom to depart from whatever you thought was mm-hmm. you, you know, I think that, I think a lot of people get pigeonholed into things on accident and they feel trapped. So they keep trying to be that person or they think that they're not cut out for it. So they walk away. Um, but if you can keep showing up and keep evaluating, like eventually, uh, on some unknown timeline, you'll look back and be like, wait a second, I, this is it, you know, hmm. I don't know. That so just try It's just trying it. It's just trying it and yeah, doing it over to. and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, especially with creative people, it's like, so, it's so hard because it's so personal and there's, you open yourself so open yourself up to so much um, potential like hurt and criticism and whatever, but like risk begets risk, you know? And once you risk or you try and you fail and you realize it's not as devastating or hurtful, or you learn how to navigate it better, more healthily, you're like, Oh, great. Well then I'm just going to keep risking, keep trying. And because the more I do that, the sooner I'll figure out what it is I'm supposed to be doing. 100%. And it's scary. I think the thing that holds people back so often is this like perfectionism of my first attempt needs to not be be a home run. It needs to be a home run. Everyone needs to look at it and they need to like worship the ground that I stand on because I'm the new hottest, biggest thing. Yeah. Everyone wants that. And they they compare themselves. They're a speaker. Then they want to speak like a Louis Giglio. If they're a musician, they want to sing like a John Mayer or a Taylor Swift or a Beyonce or whatever. If they're an artist, they want to paint, you know, everyone wants their first thing just to be professional and like, uh, it never will be. No, no. And it sucks because I like, I do, I resonate so much with that. And I I don't know anyone who doesn't. And it's so debilitating. And I, I also think it's like a detriment to what you're trying to make. It's like, if you don't, that is making things not just for the like purity of making them. That's like making them for like, I guess, personal gain somehow. Um, and when I was in like middle or high school and I was like getting into songwriting a lot more, my, and you know, this is like late to early 2010s, I guess. Um, 
and my dad, this is like Taylor Swift, like hype. So, and I was writing a lot. My dad told me like, this isn't bad what you're writing, but I can tell that you're trying to write what you think people want to hear. Like, yeah, but it, it sounds like a Taylor Swift song. So like, you know, and he's like, cool. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't think that's going to take you anywhere. But <laughs> if you can stop trying to write what you think people want to hear and just write what you need to hear or write what's inside of you, inevitably someone else is going to want to hear that too. So yeah. That's how it works. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. It's hard. I don't, I don't know any creative who's put something out that I, at some point that I'm not like, all right, that wasn't great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like all of my friends, I have so many creative friends that at some point I've seen them put something out. I'm like, could have done better, but they put something out there. I hundred percent. It happens to me with writing. A lot of times I'll write something. And <clears throat> by the time I've rewritten it a few times, I hate it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I just, at that point, I just need to post it. It's better for me to post it than to keep obsessing over it. I just need to get something out there so I can go on to the next thing. Right. And I made an attempt and the attempt yeah. was there and I've posted things that I'm like, this sucks. And I'm just going to put it out there because I know I have to. I was going to say, it's better than doing nothing. Cause if yeah. you do nothing, then like the fear wins, you know, that, where does it get you? Yeah. It's that repetition. I was, I was thinking about, um, you know, right after college, I, uh, went out to Southeast Asia for five weeks Mm -hmm. and just traveled. I went for no reason. Everyone's like, you go for a mission trip? No, I just went for fun, selfishly, me. Staying in hostels by myself, having a blast. Okay, I'm like living my prime. And I'll never forget if you've, people listening have never like been outside the country in like the backpacking world. It's so interesting because you show up to a hostel and there are all these people your age from all around the world and they're all new to you. And everyone was looking for friends. So it's like automatic. You just sit in the lobby. You're going to make friends mm -hmm. uh, with somebody. And then you guys are going to go out to dinner. And then you're going to go do something else. Or the next day, you're going to go on a tour of some market or whatever. And then the next day, everyone leaves. And you go make new friends. And literally, for 36 days straight, I made new friends almost every single day. And I showed up in new environments almost every single day. And if someone was like with you for two or three days, you guys were like, locked down butts oh, yeah. like you were you were tight and for me i'm going somewhere i promise for me uh i found in my journal the other day when i was writing <clears throat> and i wrote something to the effect of every time i walk into a new hostel i have to choose who i am again yeah and I, it's a total experiment. And it was awesome for me because I lost all my context. It didn't matter who my family was. It didn't matter that I was from Florida. It didn't matter what town I was from. It didn't matter what college I went to. It didn't matter that I spoke sometimes. It didn't matter I was part of this organization. None of it mattered. And then every single day, I would show up into a new environment. I'd say, all right, let's try and get a little bit closer to who I am. And I'm just going to mm -hmm. do my best. And I would just try and be that person. And then I would journal afterwards and be like, ah, I missed the mark. I was a little <laughs> bit the person they wanted me to be. Right. Wasn't as blank as I was hoping. So I went to the next place and I'd show up and I would just try and be that person. And it was so funny for me. It was like total coming of age thing going around just every time, just trying to shift <laughs> a little bit and try to be a little bit closer to honest and to like mm -hmm, real mm -hmm. me. And I think the same thing is true. It's, it's what you're saying. It's just, you got to repeat it and you got to do it. And you got to try it. Yep. And if you just live in your head and let your dreams live in your head, you're, you're, you're not going anywhere. No, no, that's definitely not the move. 
And I feel like most of us have done that for a little bit at some point. And it's like, I don't know. I think that's what happens when people walk away from things altogether. It's like, that's, if you're heading down that road, like, I don't know, you gotta do something to get it out. Cause like you said, it's the, it's the repetition it truly yeah. is. You just have to do it. It's, it's kind of like just guess and check. You just, the only way to fail is to do nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. So if that's the downside, that's the negative. We really played on the negative side of creating there for a little bit. and I, <laughs> But we all do it. What is the upside for you? What's the most fun part of taking risks, creating things? Um, well, I think I can really only speak from like a musical standpoint. Um, so I hope this doesn't create too narrow of a, of a net. But I think that music holds a really special... Um, experience for people whether it is in a church and you're worshiping and you're sharing in that moment and you're all singing together and um focused on the same thing or if you're at a show listening to a band you've never heard because they're the opener for you know who you're really there to see and you like have a moment where you're like hey these guys are pretty good and you like look over and the person next to you is like a super fan they were here for the opener you know it's like Hmm it's something is shared always um, with music and whether it's in a live context like that, or whether I have my um, headphones on and I'm listening to a song that was written before I was born, there is an entire generation of people who have enjoyed that song and resonated with it that I also am now resonating with, if that makes sense. And so the thrilling thing about like music for me is that it's, um, it is so much a shared experience. It's, I love concerts and live music and it it always feels very just like communal and um, like we're all tapping into the same thing and we could all be living very different lives and whatever. Um, But it's something in our like humanity that resonates with what music can communicate emotionally. And it's one of the strongest like uniting factors, I think. Um, And so like, also, it's just cool to make like something didn't exist. Now it exists. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, and so that definitely is the fun part. I think the the fact that something didn't exist and somehow like all these things came together and came out of me and got built by a team and now it exists. And now that it exists, there's an, a chance and an opportunity that um, people will enjoy and resonate and, and commune over, over it. Yeah. So. And that's the dream. Yeah. Is that oh, people yeah. are sharing together in something you created. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like that makes me like giddy. That's yeah. what li- that's why I love playing live shows. Like a, because I feel that with the band, like in, like, that's like a microcosm, like what's happening on stage is like a microcosm of what's happening in the room. Um, and anyways, so, yeah. Cool. Cool. So neat. What's something that, um, what's something in the process that just took you too long to learn that you wish you could go back <laughs> five years ago when you start writing these songs, you say yeah. to younger Mary Michael, Hey, you should just know this. There's so many. <laughs> so many <things. laughs> Me too. <laughs> I should have I should have been writing them down. Ah, so it's um, like I like a book on this for the younger me. Yeah. <laughs> a book to learn from my mistakes. Um no, I mean 
It's probably a tie between something as practical as don't throw anything away. Okay. <laughs> um, <That's good. laughs> because seriously, like if I hadn't come back to that song that I wrote four years ago to finish it last summer and it ended up being like the title of the album this year. So it's like, yeah, I, I didn't think it was anything when I was working on it originally. And now it's like a really big deal to me. And so, you know, I wish that uh, I had remembered that or like learned that earlier. I think I'd have like way more to choose from. It's a tie between the, that uh, and also uh, people are not thinking about you as <laughs> much as yeah. Oh, that's so good! That Come on, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> people are not thinking about you fifty percent as much as you think that they are, and they're not thinking as deeply about you and your craft as you think that they are, and. People, I genuinely believe, you know, minus the handful of people who are in a unhealthy season of comparison and bitterness, I, I genuinely believe people are excited to see other people do what they're meant to do. So just do it and stop thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's one of my favorite things ever that I've learned is, is that exact thing. It's like, I assume that every I'm on everyone's mind every day. And I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Like how selfish is that first off? And <laughs> two, it's just, uh, it's crazy. And it keeps you so insecure. And then the moment. Oh yeah. And that's why we were talking about earlier. That's why if you put out something that isn't great and you put it out to the world, the world forgets it. They don't like, yeah, right. You. They're not going to like be like, Oh, five years later, she's making something again. Remember the uh, last yeah. one? It was so bad. <laughs> exactly. It's like right. you forgive people for that because you don't remember yeah. it at all. Right. I there's I've written things that people have forgotten. I'm sure other people I you know you could put out the worst song ever in a year from now and be like, oh I didn't know. I had no idea. <laughs> it's gone. Totally. And honestly, like I've put things out that I have forgotten about because it was not worth remembering. <laughs> <laughs> because you're busy thinking about what other people are thinking about you, you're not thinking about what's in your brain. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, that is so human. I love that. That is everyone <laughs> listening. If you don't think you do that, you're wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I've asked everyone this is come on. Cause I think that this is just something I'm trying to get to the bottom of and something I'm so interested in how different people from different perspectives see it. But this is a podcast about courage. I'm just interested in how you, with your background, with where you're at and with what you're walking through right now, how would you define courage? Yeah. What is um, it? It's a lot of things and I won't pretend to have like a great textbook answer, but I, I think the older I get and the more, um, life experience I have, um, the more practical courage feels the not, it's not this huge, you know, summiting a mountain thing necessarily. It can be, but I think Anytime you open yourself up to um, the potential for failure or for <clears throat> hurt or negative feedback or um, anytime you open yourself up to be hurt or whatever, like, I think that's, mm. uh, that's like a day in day out courage of like, am I going to fully show up? And it's scary to fully show up. but you know, and the reason for that could be X, Y, Z of like, well, 
if I do, if I present this idea, it could get shot down. Or if I have this conversation, like I might feel uncomfortable, like whatever, like whatever it is that feels like, um, opening yourself up to those things feels courageous. Um, and I think that on the same token, it like takes, it takes courage to have the humility to receive those things. Hmm. If that makes sense. Okay. Like if I'm opening myself up to a hard conversation or if I'm going out on a limb to present an idea, um, it, it requires uh, humility to receive those things well. And I think that what is underneath the humility is courage. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So open yourself, open yourself up to hurt in any way. Or the possibility of it. Or you the know? possibility. Yeah, it's great. The yeah. possibility of it. And then humility just to receive the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of that sounds like this just hold on mentality that you're communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you, you just have to take it all. That's, I mean, that's a line in that song. It just says, take them all each moment as they come. And uh, that's what, what else can you do? You know? Yeah. And like I said, like it's getting, it's getting cheesy, but it's true because if you, it all ends in glory, if you just hold on, you know, like I, I believe that. And I, if it gets cheesy and cliche, whatever, but um, I really am a firm believer in just taking everything as it comes. Cool. Cool. Well, people need to get your album. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Maybe old fashioned. Go buy it if if yeah. on iTunes. If you really want to be a big supporter, that is the thing. Actually, there's a bonus track if you buy it. Okay, so. there you go. So buy it for the bonus track. Regardless, go check it out. Uh, you said twentieth ish. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people want to follow you, if they want to check out your single, all those sorts of things, Instagram is it is hey it's mary michael oh that's fun hey it's mary yep. michael yeah um, perfect they need to follow you seriously i i appreciate you being on here i appreciate you being totally. a friend um feel blessed just to have creative friends in my life um and you and kyle definitely are that um yeah, and yeah just hearing you share about where you're at and what you walked through i think it's so good for people listening they should have taken plenty of notes and implement <laughs> some of these things in their life because if they do i promise it'll be a life changing yeah. in some way well, i appreciate that and uh happy to be here so thanks for having me hey thanks so much for listening to this conversation with mary michael i hope you enjoyed it i hope you go check out her album and her single right now is out on spotify and if you enjoyed this conversation make sure to share it with your friends we're going big places need your help to get there we'll be back soon with another episode of burn the ships